Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, King Walker and Jay? All is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one. Yeah, everything's good. Looking forward to a fun show tonight. Some good stuff to get into. So before we get into it, guys, I'm going to ask, uh, ask you guys, if you could please, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, the sideline speaks. We're also we are also on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. So please like, comment, share, subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter at sideline speaks. But before we get into our sports conversation, right before uh, we came on, K Walk was telling us a story because I was telling him how I was watching the BET Awards this weekend. I'm pretty sure lots of us were. And wow. one guy, one of, well, actually one of my favorite rappers, uh, Buster Rhymes, was honored. And K Walk, if you just want to let the audience know that story real fast between you and Buster. <laughs> wow, man. I wish I had waited. You could have waited to tell the story. But um, yeah, man. Um, so one night about, uh, it was a little over 20 years ago before my sons were born, um, my youngest sons were born. My wife and I were, uh, we went out to a, a club, a local club, a local lounge. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, went out dancing, you know, doing our thing. Then after the, after the, uh, the uh, after that happened, we went out to a local diner, which is uh, right across the street. It's a very popular diner here on, on Long Island. So we were at the, uh, the counter, we were ordering our food, you know, get ready to, to eat or ready to go home, take our food to go. So I'm looking down at the menu, uh, you know, see what I wanted to order. So my wife, I hear my wife say, oh, my God, it's Buster Rhymes. So I look up and I say, oh, it's, it's Buster. So Buster looks at me I look, and he look, he gives me this real mean look. And I'm, I looked at him, you know, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I had some libations. In me, and, I, you know, I looked at him like, you know, we were about to, to go at it. But then I looked to my left. I looked to my right. His bodyguards were there. So. Uh, you know, self-preservation uh, kicked in and I sat down and so I looked at my wife's menu and I was like, um, so you're going to go with the American cheese omelet, right? So we're going to go go here. I'm going to go with the Spanish omelette. <laughs> so <laughs> said, I'm still here, ladies and gentlemen, because self-preservation is a real thing. But yeah, you know, but shout out to Buster, man. Well, well-deserved uh, honor uh, for sure. And my wife actually went to school with uh, with Buster Rons, to be honest with you, with high school, high school with Buster oh, okay. Rons. Yeah, so they went to the they went to the same they went to the same high school. So that's I guess he was there for her. I don't know what he was there for. We never got to talk. Anything, no. I would have walked up. I would have went up to Buster like Buster, what it is right now. I was just saying, oh, it's Buster. I was just like being like a, a fan, like a, I wasn't even a groupie. I was just like, oh, it's Buster. And he looked at me like me though. I mean, face me. I like, oh, okay. <laughs> we went back to his, his scenario days. I know. I was like, yeah, like, check it out. <laughs> scenario right <laughs> all right guys let's get into it so thanks k walk for that buster rhymes moment there we needed right. that um <laughs> let's get into it. y'all ready to talk some sports we're a sports show let's, let's do it let's do it let's do it all right let's start off late last week with the nba there was a big i guess you could say yeah big blockbuster three-team tree um which sent center let's see if i could sink if i could say his name now uh chris Chris Taps Porzingis, ah, I said it, to the Boston Celtics. The Wizards um, ended up receiving Tyrus Jones, Delanaro Gallinari, and Mike Muscala. And the Grizzlies will, will receive guard and defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Actually, you didn't do bad with the names, did I? 
Props on my That's back. Getting better. <laughs> 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 um, it was also a couple of uh, draft picks that Boston received as well. That's not really the most important part. The most important part in this was the players. So my question to you guys is who benefited the most from this trade? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Look, I, I, I like what Boston I, – I like Przingis in Boston. I think he really helps their team. I mean, he's, he's seven feet tall. He can shoot. He, you know, he's athletic. He can help defend the rim. So I really think if he can stay healthy, which is always the big question for everybody, really, if he can stay healthy, I think that that big three in Boston, I think that will be really effective. Now, I do think – losing Marcus Smart, maybe Boston, that's going to hurt them maybe a little bit more than they realize. I know he wasn't a traditional point guard, but to me, he was the heart and soul of that team. So I do think they're going to feel the effects of that loss, but I like the addition of Porzingis. And the same thing with the Grizzlies. Like I think Marcus Smart is going to bring some much needed adultness the grown like he'll be the grown-up in that locker room some leadership like and that's to me that's what that team really needs so to me Boston and the Grizzlies kind of came out of it okay Washington is really just an afterthought they're, they're going to be rebuilding in my opinion so yeah Tyus is a nice player but I don't think it's really going to matter but I think Boston and the Grizzlies came out okay in this one but if you had to pick one team that benefited the most if I had to pick one, Britt, I'm going to pick Boston just because of the mm -hmm. premium the teams put on offense. I think when Porzingis is healthy, you know, he's he's a guy that can score the basketball. So I'll say Boston. Okay. Okay, well, who do you think – which team do you think benefited the most from this trade? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limit. I'm going to – I'm going to say Memphis. Dude. I, I, think, mm -hmm. I think that Marcus Smart is exactly what – um, that Grizzly team need and John Morant needed. I think that's somebody he can actually listen to and, and understand, mm -hmm. like, listen, we've been there. We've been to the finals. We've been to the Eastern Conference finals. You know, I played against the best, you know, and he was already that guy, and you know, in the Boston uh, locker room. So to bring someone, to, uh, you know, like that, you know, that, that's going to be a voice. And I think that's John, what John Morant needs, man. If you, if you really look at it from the long haul, that's somebody he's really going to look up to. You know, no, he's not a top mm -hmm. 10 scorer or anything like that. He doesn't light up the box scores. But like Jay kind of alluded to is that, you know, he's a guy you're going to miss because he's that voice. He's kind of like Yadazlin, uh, uh, Dallas Haslam with, with Miami Heat. You know, even though, you know, he doesn't play enough, he's that guy. He's that voice that you need to listen to. So I'm going to say the Grizzlies because of what they already have and John Morant. And, uh, and those guys, and I, and I think he's going to add that piece. And then also to go a little different than Jay, because I do think if you look at it from the, the, the player standpoint, um, mm -hmm. as far as the names, you know, you could say Boston won it. But I think, you know, behind the scenes and, and, and low key that the, uh, the Grizzlies definitely won it because smart is a smart player. No pun intended. Or maybe it is pun intended. I don't know. But um, I like I like the Grizzlies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I guess we're starting off on the right track today because for once in my life, I'm going to be agreeing with K-Walk. Oh, boy, it's going to be a long show. <laughs> that was, this, is, this, is, this is the fourth time. Fourth time. Uh, four, four four time? Four. Okay. Um, yeah. oh. I'm sorry. There was four before. I mean, let me mark this down. Five, five numbers. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think Porzingis is, is going to be great for the Celtics, but I like the move for the Grizzlies. For everything K-Walk said, the leadership behind this move. He's going to come into that locker room and say, oh, with the, a lot of these young players, because we already said this enough, if the Grizzlies somehow 
think they're the mafia of the NBA. That's <laughs> not really the mafia of the NBA. I don't know what they think. They just think they're the, the like the freshmen coming into high school that just think you big and bad. <laughs> You're going to take over the whole high school and the seniors and everybody else looking down at you. If you don't get out of here, you still, like, still look like you're in fifth grade. So I think Marcus Smart is going to come in with the, the necessary leadership that's needed. Get this team on track. Get them in order. I think he has that capability of doing that. Um, and actually, I really think he could help elevate this team on both sides of the basketball. Like K-Walk said, he's not the most efficient scorer or your best scorer on the team. But he can shoot the ball, surprisingly. Because yeah. I was surprised. I was like, man, he's making every three-pointer yeah. he puts up. Mm-hmm. So that shows you that he puts in the work um, to really become successful and to really develop his game. And that's going to help this young team. So it, I'm a little interested to see because I know I think Marcus Smart is more of a two kind of. Um, although he played a lot of point guard with Boston. You know, but with the Grizzlies, John Morant has the ball in his hand the most, yeah. and then you have Dane yeah. Bez, uh, um, uh, Desmond, Desmond. Desmond. Mm-hmm. Um, he's usually the two, so I'm like, do you put Marcus Smart to the three, which he can guard? He he's very well capable of guarding, but that that will be a little bit of a smaller one, two, three. So it's gonna be interesting what they do there. But I think the team that benefited the most from this trade, I do believe it was Marcus Smart. I think he'll help that young team get back on track. Um, but Jay, you kind of answered this a little bit earlier, um, but this was the second part of my answer. Do you think Marcus Smart will miss? I'm sorry, do you think Boston, the Boston Celtics, will miss Marcus Smart? Okay, well, I'm yeah, I definitely, oh, go ahead, go ahead. yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I definitely think they will. Um, especially you know, maybe in the regular season, they might not feel it as much, but I think when you get to the playoffs and you need that leadership, that toughness, that grit. The guy that's going to get on the floor for loose balls, just all those little things that Smart did for them, that's going to be hard to replace. And I, I don't know that Boston was necessarily taking all that into consideration when they gave him up. So I, I definitely think they're they're going to go through a period of missing everything that he brought to the table. Yeah, I felt like he was he was basically like the Draymond Green for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, you know, basically he kept everything in order and he actually bailed them out and helped save a lot of games this past playoffs. They were able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals because of these timely shots that Marcus Smart was able to make or the decision making he had to make on the court when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were not hitting any shots or being consistent like you would want your superstar to be. Marcus Smart stepped in that particular role. So I think this is a huge miss as well. I Again, Porzingis will help them a lot, but I'm curious to know who's going to fill that Marcus Smart role if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not able to take that next step. But K-Walk, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree with both of you here uh, for sure. I mean, everything I said about you know, him going to Grizz- the Grizzlies, what the Grizzlies are getting is what the, uh, the Boston Celtics are, are going to miss. Um, you know, that leadership, that voice, the guys, uh, that guy to keep you calm in, in, in certain situations when you're in a, in a tough situation, you know, that, that team is coming back on you and, you know, it's late in the fourth quarter, you know, you were up 10 at one point and now you're, you're only that, I mean, you're only up three, it's late, got to keep your composure, you know, especially with Jason Tatum, we see Jason Tatum a lot, you know, look for, look for calls, always looking for calls. That, you know, when the refs don't, and you need someone to calm him down and it says to keep him focused on what he needs to do. Um, so, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think Marcus Smart 
um, is going. It says he's his his absence is going to, you know, lose make make him lose focus even more. And I don't see that in Jason Tatum. I mean, I don't see that guy that can be that vocal leader, that guy that can bring teams. I think he does it more so with his play than he does with anything else. And I'm just thinking going in that roster, um, who can we who could you look at that would be that voice uh, of reason? Jalen Brown's kind of in the same in the same boat as uh, uh, Jason Tatum. Maybe an Al Horford. Um, he's an older guy. Um, you know, I'm not even relying on 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 Porzingis. Uh, 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 um, we don't even know if he's going to be available because his his track record as far as health goes is not there. So yeah, I just think that it's it's really going to be tough for the the, the Boston Celtics to uh, to overcome this. Not saying that they can't because they have the talent. But let's just see what they. I think it's going to be a tremendous loss for them for sure. Yes, it's definitely going to be an interesting season coming up. But we still got a long off season. They still have a few gaps to fill. Um, you know, role player positions because I know a couple of their guys are leaving. Like Grant Williams, I believe is leaving. I think a couple other ones. Um, so quick, quick question. This wasn't on a topic list, but um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it. There was a trade between Atlanta and Utah Jazz. Atlanta sent. John Collins over to the Utah to the Utah Jazz, and in return they receive uh, Rudy Gay and I think a second round pick, maybe two second round picks, something like that. How do you guys feel about this trade, Jay? Everybody shaking their head. Jay, this one hurt. didn't. This one didn't make sense to me. Like John Collins is a good player. Like he he does a yeah. lot for Atlanta. You know he rebounds, he can score, he defends. Like he's mm-hmm. another one of those like heart and soul kind of guys. So. This had to be something like personality wise or internal, mm-hmm. because at least for me, from a basketball standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. So and Rudy Gay, I mean, how old is Rudy Gay? I mean, I, I don't know what kind of production you're getting out of Rudy Gay these days. But, yeah, it, it's a head scratcher, Britt. I, I did not understand that one. I, my, my thing is maybe it's the, the shooting aspect. Um, John Collins is not necessarily the best shooter, but he can no. score the basketball. Yeah. He's a post type of guy. He scores it in the paint, post post plays or that, you know, within 15 feet of the basket. But it's everything else that he does. Like you said, Jay, he rebounds. He plays hard-nosed defense. He hustles. You know, he's he's a different type of leader. He might not be the main vocal guy, but, you know, he, he's, he's, he plays hard, and that's what you like to see. And I feel like that's needed on the Atlanta Hawks team. And they've just been trying to get rid of him for the last three or four years, which to me makes no sense. Um, but I'm starting to think also it could have been a salary dump. Maybe his salary was just too high for what they feel like. He doesn't contribute enough in their mind for that particular salary. So I'm not exactly sure. But i tell you one thing. The Utah Jazz, before we know it, they're going to be right back in this thing. Yeah. Um, they've been stacking up the last couple of years. So, But K-Rock, what are your, your thoughts when, when you come back? Yeah, when it comes to Rudy Gay, man, I can't believe he's still in the league. And I, you, gotta, I, I don't know. I know there's someone out there who does these stats, but I gotta know that you know who's the uh, the player. You know who has the record for the most times being being traded in the NBA because Rudy Gay has to be up there, man, uh, mm. for sure. Um, wow, I just can't believe. I, I you know I don't understand this move uh, by Atlanta uh, for sure. Obviously, uh, if you're Utah, you're gonna you're gonna jump all all over that. You got a young guy in John Collins. Um, for everything you mentioned, Brett, you know, he's able to, you know, uh, do the things that, you know, you ask these, these young guys to do, you know, rebound, you know, uh, uh, you know, 
be a shot blocker. I mean, be a rim protector. Mm -hmm. um, score points when you need to. You don't have to. You don't even do too much more than that. But Rudy Gay, I mean, Rudy Gay is still serviceable. I, I've watched a few of his games when I, when you know, when he played against the Miami Heat. He still has his game, but that's an old school game to say the right. least. And um, I, and I don't know if they're going to buy him out or, or what have you. But nonetheless, interesting move by the Atlanta Hawks. And then I think they drafted a, uh, I think they drafted a guard after the or before they released uh, John Collins, and then went after a guard. And they're already guard heavy. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, yeah. So I don't understand that move by uh, by Atlanta by any stretch. But we'll we'll see. Maybe they have something, you know, um, that in the pipeline that we don't know about. But as of right now, I don't understand the move. Hmm, wonder could this be a Trey Young trade situation? You never, hey, look you at never that. know. Hey, there you go. You never there know. You go. I know go. last year go. they was talking about it, so but you, you just go. never know what happens. Um, all right, guys, we're going to switch gears. Um, and what I want to do, just have a little fun here. Most likely, none of us have any idea. Well, some of them we may know. But I want to see if you know who was drafted higher or maybe they was drafted in the same position. I don't know. You tell me. But I'm going to give you two <coughs> players. So I'm going to have a little fun. You just tell me who you think was drafted higher. Um, some may be tricky. Some may not be tricky. Some may be very, very easy. All right, so this is called which player was drafted higher. Point blank. Let's keep it simple. First one, we have Michael Jordan or Kevin Durant, who was drafted higher. Uh, oh, Walker, to you. Yeah, MJ was drafted third. I think KD was drafted second. So I'm gonna say KD. KD was drafted higher. I agree with K. Walker. I know MJ was third, and and there was something mm -hmm. going around before about KD always being number two. So I'm assuming he was drafted number two as well. So I, I agree with K. Walk here. You guys are correct. So you got that. All right. There we go. Let's get them all tonight, K. Walk. Let's work together. Let's get them all. <laughs> all right. So next one. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. We're going to go Joel Embiid or Jason Tatum, who was drafted higher. Let's see. I'm going to go with Jay first on this one. I think Tatum was like third or something. I know I think I don't know. Man, I don't know. I'm going to say I'm going to say Joel Embiid was I think he was the f number 1 pick if my if my memory serves me correctly. So I'm going to say Joel Embiid was drafted higher. Okay, walk. Yeah, I concur. I, uh, Joel Embiid was drafted number 1 overall. I think Tatum was the number 3 pick as well. Yeah. Uh, I concur with Jay. You guys are incorrect. They were actually no. both third overall picks. So the Sixers really? drafted him third oh, wow. that okay. year. Andrew Wiggins went first that year. Joel wow. Embiid was third. I can't okay. remember who was second. I can't, I can't remember. I don't know. I knew, I knew Tatum was third. Yep. Was, oh, yeah. So, they, Gosh, so okay. you got Tatum right. You just got Joel Embiid wrong. Yeah. All right, next one, guys. Uh, let's <clears> see. <throat> this one might be a little bit tough. Maybe. Oh, wow. Gary Payton or Dwayne. Let me make sure I say Wade. I don't want to think of a different world. Who was drafted higher? So do wait. <laughs> Who was drafted higher? Okay, well, when you ready, it's on you. Yeah. So Wade was drafted. Oh, he was drafted. Where was he drafted? Third, I think. I don't know where Gary Payton was drafted. I don't think he was drafted. I'm going to say D-Wade was drafted higher. D-Wade was drafted higher. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I just okay. don't remember the glove being drafted that high. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with D Wade here. So it was actually Gary Payton was drafted number two overall. Really? Number five. Wow. Yeah, and yeah, wow. I knew D Wade was drafted like <laughs> I wonder almost at six, seven, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, let's try this one. LeBron James or Alan Iverson, who was drafted higher? Jay? Oh, come on, that's easy. Well, LeBron was the number one pick, so it doesn't get any higher than that. Mm -hmm. um, but was AI a number one as well? Uh, No, he was. Uh, I'm going to say LeBron. I'm going LeBron here. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm trying to say if, if, if it was LeBron or if it was. Was was AI number one? I don't, man. I that was the that was, you know, AI might have been the number one pick that year. I don't know. That was the year uh, Kobe went right, I'm gonna, Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say the same. I'm gonna say the same. Same and Jay, you say. I'm LeBron. going LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. K Walk is right. They were both number mm -hmm. one picks. So. Uh, <sighs> Remember, these are like two of the two of the greatest draft classes in the history of the NBA. There were several more, a few other more, but these are two of them. So, but yes, AI went number one ninety six. LeBron went number one in oh three. All right, let's see a couple more, a couple more. <clears throat> hmm. Let's do Magic Irvin Magic Johnson, or let's see if you guys never, if you guys know this guy, you should. Or never nervous, 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 nervous Ellison, who was drafted. That's an easy one. Um, that's you know, an easy one. You go first. I, I think I'm pretty sure they both. I I, I don't know. I I want to say they both were drafted number one. I know Magic was drafted number one. Was Perv draft number three or number one? All right. So with that being said, I'm gonna say Magic was drafted higher. Jay, I, I think was magic number one because didn't Larry Legend go number one to Boston and magic went number two to LA? I think, hey, I, I think so. I'm gonna oh, say, magic I'm gonna more. say, never nervous Purvis. I'm, I'm going with Purvis here. Final answers, yeah, yeah, I think Purvis won. Yeah, no, I locked in my answer. Yeah. Okay, so Jay said Devin Nervous Purvis. K Walk, you say magic? Or was yeah. it No, no, no. I said yeah. I said magic was first. Okay. Well, y'all both are incorrect. They both went number one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I knew it. I knew magic going number one. I just didn't, I, I you, didn't you had it. You just wasn't yeah. sure. You, you had it. <laughs> All right, last one, guys. Uh let's see. Should I go tough or should I go easy? Tough. Let's go tough. Okay. Uh, Paul George or Tracy McGrady? Who went? Go easy. Go easy. <laughs> <laughs> go easy. <laughs> oh, wow. Pick another one if you want me to. No, 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 no. That's good. That's good. I, I'm going to take okay. T Mac here. I'll take T Mac. I don't have a rhyme or reason. I'm just going T Mac. T-Mac was out of high school, right? And Paul George is out of Kansas. I mean, uh, you said Paul George? Paul George. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I always get in this one. Which one was drafted? Um, Paul George T-Mac. I'm going to go T-Mac was drafted higher. T-Mac was drafted You guys are correct. Y'all right. So Tracy McGrady went number nine overall. 
Paul George went uh, 10th overall. Okay, order, that's uh, close. <clears throat> All right, let's do – actually, we got a little time here, so let's do a couple more um, <clears throat> before we head into our first break. Let's see. I only have two more, so there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, Kawhi Leonard or Giannis? Oh, mm, that's tough. Um, Who want to go first? I I don't I don't I remember um, I don't remember Kawhi being a super high pick. I could be totally mm-hmm. wrong, but I'm going to go Giannis here. I, I feel like Kawhi was a like a, a late bloomer almost, like a, maybe a surprise that he was as good as he is. <clears throat> so give me Giannis on this one. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to agree with Jay on this one. Giannis, I think Giannis was like top four or five. Um, I think Kawhi was like double digits. So I'm going to agree with Jay, Giannis. Higher. No, incorrect. What? They both went at 15th in their respective drafts. Wow. Both were number wow. 15. Wow. I remember, I remember, I don't remember the Kawhi one. I definitely remember that Giannis one. He was sitting there because he came out of the uh, the stands and came down on stage. Well, I remember. Oh, Giannis that. was wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, 14 teams passed on Giannis <coughs> and the Takupo. Did I say that right? Sounds good, right? That was pretty good, Britt. You're you're on it tonight with these names. I can say it, can't spell it. Don't ask, don't do that spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Last one, guys, and then we'll head into break. Uh, we got Bradley Bill or who K Walk wants on his team, Damian Lillard. I mean, let's let's be honest, we all want Damian Lillard on our team, but Bradley Bill or Damian Lillard. Let's see, K Walk, I'm gonna come to you first. Wow. This is a really good one. I have zero idea because both of them came out of nowhere as far as I'm concerned. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to say Bradley Bill was drafted higher. Jay? Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know here. Just I'm going to go opposite of K-Walk here. I, I'll, I'll take Dame on this one, but I don't I don't really know. That's, that's always Jay. a smart move to go opposite <laughs> of me. Jay, final answer? <laughs> yeah, that's my final answer. You sure? Yep, I'm oh. sure. I'm not going to change my mind, and then you, you trick me, Britt. I'm sticking with Dame. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I was trying to help you because K-Wall oh, got right. man. Bradley Bill. <laughs> Bradley Bill went number three, and Damien wow. Don, uh, I can't even think of his nickname. Dame Time. There it is. Dame, Dame, Dame Time. Lillard with number six overall. Okay. I mean, okay. look, they both good. Number three, number like six, they both they both got paid. But all right, guys, we're going to head into our first break. Um, when we come back, of course, we got to talk more, more, more sports. And I want to talk about who do you guys think is the more influential NBA player in the history of the NBA? Actually, we're going to have two of those. So, But you guys are listening to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. 
We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Once again, guys, I'm going to ask that you please, please subscribe to us on YouTube at the Sideline Speaks. Again, we are also on Spotify, Google Pack. Podcast and Apple, Apple, Apple Podcast. Ooh, what's going on with my language today? Um, and also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Speak. So please subscribe, like, comment, and share. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, real real uh, quick, Brett, before you get started, did you see guys to get that notification that Ryan Mallett uh, passed? Uh, remember the quarterback from Arkansas, Ryan Mallett, no. he played for the Patriots and the Texans, died at the age of 35 in a drowning. He was a head coach, a high school head coach, and um, in Florida. Oh, Man. That's a piece wow, of awesome, yeah. That's yeah. awful. Wow. That's that's awful. So young. Um guys just yeah, sure. if you can just please pray for him and his family and just keep his you know his family in prayers and we we pray and hope the best for 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 those guys. Sure, so sure. That's that's so young. It's too young. Um 35 is very very young. Um sure. but thanks for letting us know that K-Walk. I did not know that at all. Um but all right guys, so Prior to the break, we said I mm, threw me off a little bit, K Walk. My bad, my bad. <laughs> no, you good. Try to keep everyone updated. No, no, it's good. Um, so we're gonna talk about who do we think is the more influential NBA player. So I'm actually gonna do two separate ones. So the first one is we have Kobe, AI, LeBron, and Steph. And just to guy guys give you a head up, heads up. We actually spoke about this previously in our text thread, but I want us to talk about it here on the air. So, um, and I want to talk about influential as far as the culture of the game. So, who do you think had, was more influential as far as the culture of the game? Jay, I'm gonna come to you first. So, we're not necessarily talking about the play on the floor. We're just talking about NBA culture. I mean, if you want to, you know what? Just put them all together. I was going to separate it, but we could just throw it all together if you want to throw it all together. Yeah, man. When you asked this, Brett, I, I responded, this is tough because there, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. You know, like for me, I feel like Steph, just with the way that, you know, he shoots the ball completely changed the way that, that people play basketball, not only in, in the pros, but in college and high school and literally like people, everybody wants to shoot the three ball and that's all because of Steph Curry. But, you know, AI, obviously he was just a, a different breed in terms of his impact on the culture and the way people dress and the way people moved and mm-hmm. kind of the freedom to carry yourself in the way that you want. And I also wouldn't sleep on Kobe either. Sometimes I feel like, you know, he gets missed here. I mean, there's a reason everybody yells Kobe when they shoot like a piece of trash into a trash can. So, like, ah, it's tough, Britt. I'm going to I'm gonna change my answer. I think I said Steph before. I'm going Kobe. I'm going Kobe. I, I think Kobe's a little underrated when it comes to some of this stuff. And I think his impact on, on a generation of, of kids w- was probably bigger than I realized. So I'm going to say Kobe here. Yeah. You know what? Kobe is a good one because you're right. I was one of those kids played basketball. Kobe, especially end of the game, last shot of the game, you always scream Kobe for sure. Um, but I, I completely agree with you, Steph. That three-point shooting, it yeah. drives me insane because now everybody thinks they can shoot threes, lights out like he can. I'm like, no, play your game. Understand your skill set. 
and play to your skill set. Don't be like him. Be the best <laughs> you can be uh, you are and what your skill set allows you to do. Um, LeBron, we, we can't forget about LeBron. LeBron, you know, he has some influence with a lot of young kids, you know, um, the do-it-all type of player, the more of a team-focused type of player because prior to him, you had more of the individualized, give me the ball, I'm going to take that last shot. LeBron comes in and says, no, my first thing is to share the ball, set up my teammates, and then I'll get mine. So um, he had a big, big culture. But I think for me it's AI, not because I'm a Sixers fan, you know, and maybe because it's that time period that I grew up in, so I'm very familiar with it. But every music video I watched, they had on the Allen Iverson jersey. Yeah. Everybody had the one-arm sleeve had the headband just like he did. Everybody was rocking at the time, uh, the questions or the answers. Um, and then even on the game, prior to, to Alan Arison, you had crossover, but it was some stiff crossover. <laughs> even when you watch Michael Jordan do it, it was a little stiff crossover. He just did it quick. You know, AI come along and he got the, uh, you know, the, the fluidness to it. So the looseness of it. And it got everybody. And we got MJ in the game quite a few times. Also, that's, remember, that's one of his most iconic highlights. Once. Okay, once. <laughs> uh, I, think it was, I think it was twice, if I can recall, in that one scene. It was twice. He got him twice. Um, but they had to ban it for a particular reason because it was getting too many people. Um, so... In this situation, I'm going to go with AI. I understand the impact that everybody else had. I love me some Kobe Bryant. I named my dog after Kobe Bryant. Like, I love Kobe Bryant also. But I think his influence started with Michael Jordan. Alan Iverson started with Alan Iverson, but they, the way he carried himself and the freedom he gave all the other players. Now all these players, you're starting to wish AI never did it because the way Russell Westbrook likes to dress um, – <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, I'm gonna go with AI. But K, what? Who's your answer? Yeah, I, I don't want to sound like you know, like I mean, I was gonna go with AI, and I was gonna go with Kobe as well. I know I said in the beginning when we we first uh, posed the question, I went immediately went to AI for everything that you mentioned, Britt, and then I went to Steph. So I'm gonna go with Steph. I, I just think mm -hmm. you know some of these uh, the kids, you know, they immediately that step back. You know, they want to, as soon as they walk in the gym, they're shooting threes. You know, they're shooting fours or fives or whatever you want to call it. You know, you know, he has these crazy videos where he's shooting from the stands, shooting from the Raptors, whatever the case may be. And these young, and these young kids are, are doing that today. Um, you know, they immediately want to, to shoot from the logo, half court, uh, you know, uh, shoot the ball and then turn around before it goes in or the result um, happens. I uh, see that a lot nowadays. You see that now in high school, um, even lower than that, but in, in college as well. So um, I agree with both of you. I can't argue with, with AI. I can't definitely, I can't argue with Kobe. So I remember my son being like 10 years old and 12 years old and him saying, Kobe, I'm like, you know about Kobe. <laughs> and he was shooting a piece of paper. And it's funny yeah. you said, he was shooting a piece of paper in the garbage can and saying, Kobe. I'm like, what do you know about Kobe? And then, you know, he broke it down for me. But yeah, I, I'll go with Steph because. You know, just because it's now and then you know, I still see people doing it for sure. Yeah, I still see it to this day, K Walk at yeah. school. Yeah, way more than I'd like to. People yeah. yelling Kobe and shooting paper into a trash can. Yeah, but let me, Britt, how come? The, what, why no LeBron, guys? Like, I, I know for me, LeBron was an afterthought. I know, Britt, you did mention LeBron, but mm -hmm. like, 
is are there like what is it about LeBron or maybe it's just maybe with us are there like young kids young fans that LeBron has impacted in the way that these other three guys have or is there just a disconnect with LeBron for me it's some there's a bit of a disconnect he doesn't feel as authentic to me as these other three guys but I'm just wondering for you guys what is it about LeBron that he wasn't really in consideration here? Go ahead, Britt. <clears throat> I, it's, it's, I don't know, but just coming up, because he was drafted in 2003, right? So I'm only 13 years old. <clears throat> I'll tell you exact age I am. So you would think me, he would have more of an impact. Yeah. I just feel like it was a slight disconnect. Like, I feel like AI and Kobe was more reachable, more like you could go out and touch them. They, you know, even when you watch the games, they play more to the crowd. You know, um, they participated in, in the all star events, slam dunk contests, and things of that yeah. nature. Um, you, you know, like Kobe, I know AI, they were out playing street ball out in New York. There's videos of them going out there to play street ball in the summertime. And so I just think they were more reachable than a LeBron James. LeBron yeah. played, but he'll go in the gym and like the Drew League or not. The, I think he did play in the Drew yeah. League, but he only goes to certain areas. Kobe and AI was everywhere. They travel all across this country. And even if you go to China, they're still to this day two of the biggest athletes ever. They love these two guys over there. Um, it's just something with LeBron. I can't even put my hands on it. I don't know what it is, but as big as he was, as talented as he is, and I love what he does for the young kids in the community. It's yeah. just something they just he doesn't connect with us like those two guys did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, man. I mean, I just this nothing with with LeBron. I said, where's what is that defining moment? That defining move? What do you do that makes you separate? Like Britt said, separates you from everyone else. I mean, yeah, you you got to. You know, you're throwing the chalk up in the air. MJ did that first. You know, MJ was doing the, the, the hand the chalk. You know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, puts his hand in, in, in his jersey. He does that. Maybe that's the only thing. But what does that really do? You know, I mean, he doesn't have a signature move. He doesn't, you know, maybe that, you know, he, he does this. He pounds his chest. Maybe that's it. But I, I'm pretty sure he got that from someone else. I think this is a, an identity crisis with LeBron. I just don't think LeBron really knows you know, not who he is, but, you know, what type of player he wants to be, what he wants to be known for. And that's why he, he goes out there and chases all these championships and he plays us for as long as he does, keeps his body in the shape. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But there's just nothing like, you know, AI, you have, you know, the braids, you have the clothes, you have the, the killer, the, the crossover. Kobe, we have, we know about Kobe and, and, and the straightaway shot, and even though MJ did it first. But these young kids are saying Kobe before they're saying LeBron. But I can't put my finger on it either, Britt. So I really don't know what it is. Man. And, and to, to K-Walk, what you, what you were saying a little bit, like if you look at Kobe and AI, they were basically stuck. With, they stuck stuck it out with their teams. AI left because the, Sixers, be they, the yeah. Sixers came down and said, okay, it's time for us to trade you. Not because AI wanted to leave. They came down and said, you know what, we're going to start over. It's time for us to trade you to Denver. Um LeBron kind of just leaves. <laughs> so I think yeah, he doesn't. That's you. probably part of the Chases. 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 Yeah. Right. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's part of it also. It's just like, why are we following you? Are you, you just going to leave in like a year or two? So that could be part of it. Yeah. And like I said, we just fell in love with Kobe AI and even Steph. You know, I love Steph. He's been with the Warriors since he got drafted. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this, this may be unfair <clears throat> to say about LeBron, but at least for me, he's, he's always just felt, I don't want to say phony. So I'll say inauthentic. Like it, like, like when, when uh, Jordan hit that shot on Elo and he's like pumping his fist, yeah. like that felt real to me, right? It didn't feel planned. Right. When AI would like put his hand up to his ear to get the crowd going, that was real. Even Steph, yeah. like all his little antics. LeBron, to me, it feels rehearsed. It feels a little mm -hmm. fake. It Identity feels a little phony to me sometimes. <laughs> so, and again, that may be unfair to LeBron, but that's just what it feels like to me. I just think those other guys felt more like real people to me, right. as whereas LeBron just comes off as a little standoffish. But again, not like you said, Britt, he does tons of wonderful things. So I'm not hating on him, but he just doesn't resonate the same way these other three guys do. Yeah, he, we're not saying he's not a good guy. He's a great, awesome guy. Awesome, yeah. awesome husband, awesome man, awesome basketball player. He just doesn't connect um, with us or with the fan base like the other three did. All right, so I got another one for you guys. Now, two of these. Birthday, too. Awesome. He has an awesome birthday. Too. Awesome birthday, too, as well. It, it must be Kate Walker's <laughs> birthday, as well. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, so I'm going to do another one. Two of these guys we mentioned already in the previous one, but I just want to see where we at with it. Actually, I'm gonna change one. I had LeBron in it since I'm gonna change, I'm gonna take him out. And I think I'm gonna put Steph in there. Um, so we're gonna go with AI and Steph again. We're gonna do Jerry West, the logo, and we're gonna do Dr. J. Who do you think was the more influential NBA player out of those four? Okay, welcome, I'm gonna come to you. That's good. Wow, I, I think I'm I'm just gonna take the easy route here. I'm gonna go with Jerry West because he's the logo. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I, you said you took you took Steph, AI, Jerry West. Who's the fourth person? Doctor J. Doctor J. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, okay. Uh, let me let me retract that real quick because Doctor J influenced MJ. He influenced a lot of guys in that dunk contest. I mean, uh, his dunking when he was in the ABA. Woo! Ah, okay. I'll make this. I'll get this real quick. Um, but it's hard to go against the logo. I mean, when you win, when you're the logo of the league, it's hard to be more influential than that. Um, I don't know who decided that, or what organization, or what group, or what committee decided that. Um, I'm just gonna throw that out because I don't believe that's genuine. So I'm going to say Dr. J here because of because every time you talk about um, Michael Jordan, every time Michael Jordan talks about the guys who influenced him, and I consider Michael Jordan the greatest player of all time. So I'm going to say uh, Dr. J because he influenced Michael Jordan. How about that? And I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> so before I, because I, y'all may even already know my answer, but I'm going to go Jay first. Because I want to hear what you got to say. You know what? I actually agree with K Walk here. Like I can remember, like when I was a kid watching Dr. J play and the Sixers trying mm -hmm. to win a championship. What was it? It's like '83, something like that. Mm -hmm. Like Dr. J was that guy for me. Like until Michael Jordan came along, I wanted to be like Dr. J. Like when I was outside playing, I was pretending I was Dr. J. Uh, and I think you're right, K Walk. There's that like 
other generation of players that all looked up to Dr. J, even though he was in yeah. the ABA, then came to the NBA. Like a lot of respect for, for Dr. J. So I, I Jerry West, I just don't connect. I know he's a logo, but I, I never really saw him play. AI and Steph are still right there. But I, I, I want to give Dr. J his due. So I'm going to go with the doc. I'm going to go with the doc here. Yeah, I really just wanted to hear what y'all was going to say. But I'm going to make it unanimous. Dr. J all the way. Um, no doubt about it. Just his contribution <clears throat> to the game of basketball. It started in the, M- in the ABA, as we all know. And then he ended up being the NBA. If you put those stats together, he's a GOAT. <laughs> he is a GOAT. <laughs> Um, it's just unfortunate he didn't get to the NBA until about the age of, I think, 31 or 32. So he was older by the time he got to the NBA. And like you guys say, you know, the, 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 his style, um, dunking, you know, all the way he carried himself, you know, his smoothness. Yeah. So not only his game, but his personality. When you talk to him, he was just a smooth cat that every guy wanted to be like, every girl wanted yeah. to go after back in those days. Trust me, I know all the stories. I talked to Fish, I say Pittsburgh. <laughs> I sure say that. that was, I actually used to love Fish that daggone movie. Um, the Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. And it's funny because, yes, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird are credited with saving the NBA. But Dr. J actually helped to maintain it before it got handed off to those two. Because prior to Dr. J, the NBA was... There's a reason why the NBA went after Dr. J. There's a reason because when you looked at the ABA, the ABA has so much hype. He was the best of the best of the ABA. So they got him to come over to the NBA. And a lot of that hype attention went over to the NBA. And then they passed it down to Magic and Larry Bird to, to do the rest. Um, yeah, he, and he was the first one to serve Larry Bird two piece in a biscuit, too. Remember, yeah, he, he, he sure he, did. He Larry Bird up. He sure <laughs> did. Yes, yes. And I, and I, and I shook, shook Dr. J's <laughs> hand, his hand. And everything is true. That hand is massive. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, yeah. I never, yeah, that I don't know what, what happened with that thing. Um, all right, guys, let's move on. Let's get into some NFL a little bit here um, before we get to our ultimate goal. <clears throat> so recently, um, regarding the running back position, by the way, NFL free agent Mel running back, NFL free agent running back Melvin Gordon recently stated. Is literally the worst position to play in the NFL right now. It literally sucks. Do you guys agree or disagree with this statement? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first on this one. I 100%, 1,000% agree with this. Um, I think we were talking about this one time, some, some time back on a, on a different show that we had, and we were talking about um, the running back position and how it's become, and I, well, at least I said it, it's becoming obsolete because of the fact that the matter is the shelf life of a running back is what 28, 27, 28, um, you know, depending on what you can do, especially if you only a one dimensional running back, you know, nowadays, you know, uh, you look for running backs who can do more than just run the ball. Who can, who can, uh, who can uh, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield could be multiple, uh, you know, could be uh, more than one dimensional, could be a receiver. You look at these guys who are in the league who are still getting paid like a Christian McCafferty, uh, like an Alvin Kamara. Um, I know Dalvin Cook, is he could be in there. I know he's not out of the league. I mean, I, um, he's not with a team right now, but I think he's going to be signed soon. Um, also, um, who else is out there? You look at Austin uh, um, uh, Keckler, uh, out of uh, or uh, from uh, the Chargers as well. 
these guys, man, are if you can't if you have to be more valuable now to, to the offense because the offense has changed. It's more than just uh, just running the ball. And Jay mentioned last week as that you know now the you know, the read option is now kind of taken away because you can't pass you can't hand the ball off in front of the quarterback now. So that takes away from a lot of these these running backs as well. So yeah, I 1,000 percent agree with Melvin Gordon. Um, no fault to, to, to this one. It's just, it's just a copycat league. It's just the way the league goes. Um, it may come back. We, we don't know. But as of right now, if you're just a, a, a down the hill guy and you can't, and you can't stay on the field and you can't contribute, you're going to be out of the league quicker than you, you know, quicker than you got into it, to be honest with you. Right. Jay, do, do you agree? I, I do agree with him because, uh, you know, as Kay Walk alluded to, they devalued the position. So mm -hmm. because they devalue it, you're not going to be paid like some of the other marquee positions. And then on the other side of it, you're going to take an absolute beating, you know, whether you're carrying the ball or whether you're in pass protection, you're going to take a beating. So you're getting beat up physically. You're not really getting paid well compared to some of the other positions. And, and you have a short shelf life, like Kay Walt pointed mm -hmm. out. So there's just a lot of strikes against you. A lot of these guys aren't really even getting to a second contract. You know, they play their first contract. Then these teams throw them on the tag for a year or two. And then next thing you know, they're too old and nobody wants to invest in that second contract. So I absolutely agree. Britt, when I was coming up, like running back was the thing to be. Like you wanted to be that back in the I formation. That was the best position on the football field. And now it, I, I agree, it, it's the worst to, on the offensive side. Nobody wants to, to be a running back. They don't want to pay the running back. And you pay a heavy price physically, so yeah, I agree. And especially yeah. when you got—I mean, especially when you got guys like Debo Samuel's out there mm -hmm. who can do the same thing. So yeah. you know that's you know, when, and then that's just going to be the norm. It's going to be a copycat league. You're going to see guys, other teams, bring in Debo-like guys um, to, 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 to 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 run the ball. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. <clears throat> I, I I agree too. Um, I think it is <laughs> literally. I don't say it's. It's the worst position. Um, I think it's one of the most important positions. But pay-wise, yes, I agree. It is absolutely the worst position, and it does suck. He got, these guys put their heart and soul on that field, and they're not being taken care of whatsoever. Um, they're taking the brunt of all the work outside of the, the trenches. You know, they're the next, the next position that takes the hard hits and you can fight through all. The, yeah, that, it's, a rough, it's a rough position. So speaking of that, Let's see if I can phrase this properly to you guys. How will this impact the younger football players? So it currently in their youth, you know, they're coming up in, in Pop Warner football and things like that. In other words, could young players start deciding that they don't want to even play uh, uh, the running back position anymore, especially after hearing and seeing what's going on and how running backs are being treated now, especially not getting paid? Uh, Jay? Yeah, but I think we've already seen a lot of that happening. I think receiver now has become the hot position um, in football. A lot of guys that may have used to want to be running backs are now gravitating toward receiver. Just because of the nature of the position, you can play more. You know, they run receivers in and out a lot. And because 
football is now a much more pass friendly game than it was before. So I think you're seeing that now in youth football, you're seeing it with all the seven on seven competitions receiver to me is the new running back position. When, like I said, when I was young, being a running back was the best thing. Now right. I think receiver has taken over that spot. Okay. Well, in the next 10 years, can you see the running back back position being completely dissolved? I don't think it's going to be completely dissolved, uh, Britt. I just think it's going to be used a different way. Uh, kind of like what Britt, I mean, what uh, Jay was just alluding to is that you're going to see, and kind of like what I mentioned earlier, is you're going to see guys um, start to, you know, they could be a running back, but they're going to start to work on their receiving game as well. And you're going to start seeing guys, you know, like a like a, a Debo, you know, out there who's a receiver and a running back body who can do both. Um, you can see Christian McCaffrey. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sounding like I'm a homer because these guys do, you know, exactly what we're talking about. That's why I'm right. using these guys' names. But um, yeah, I don't think they're gonna. It's gonna be an obsolete position. I just think that you know they're just it's just gonna be used differently. You're not gonna see as much running um, as you do know much 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 ground and pound, uh, if you will. It's not gonna be three yards in a cloud of dust like Jay mentioned. That's what it used to be back in the day. Um, you get 35 carries, 30 carries plus. Um, you're not going to see that. I mean, if you do get, you get 30 touches, but you're not going to get 30, 30 carries, um, if you will. So, uh, 10 years from now, the running back position will still be there, but it's just going to be used uh, totally different way. It's interesting though, because like the fullback position is pretty much no more. You yeah. know, like there was yeah, a time right. when you, yeah. you had your fullback and you had your tailback. Yeah. That they yeah. have, that fullback is now pretty much out of football. There's still a few teams mm -hmm. that will run one in every now and then, but I agree with you, K-Walk. I don't think the running back position will ever get to that point, but I, yeah. I think they'll use it a lot differently, uh, you know, rather yeah. than just turning around and handing the ball off to somebody. Exactly. And look at Juice, another guy from my 49ers. He's a fullback. He's labeled as a fullback, but he does so much more. He's a receiver as well. He can run the ball. He blocks. He's a tight end. He, receive, he can go downfield as well to catch balls as well. So they're still going to be there, but I just think they're going to be used in, in, in yeah. so many different ways for sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting, interesting, especially the way the quarterback position has also changed. Now you have more mobile quarterbacks, i.e. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Dan, uh, Daniel Jones, so forth, so forth. They're starting to run more out of that pocket which takes away even more from that running back position. So it's definitely going to be interesting what the future uh, um, uh, uh, turns out to be as far as that particular position within football. All right, guys, last last thing before we head into break, <clears throat> and then Jay will be so kindly to take over. That's why my voice needs to rest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we're going to do the ultimate goal. This time I wanted to go a little different. I wanted to see if you guys could catch on just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, we'll see. So as you can see, if you're new to the show, Ultimate Goat is where I list about four or five athletes, or I'll say about four or five athletes. K-Walk and Jay will tell me who they think is the ultimate goat, the goat of all goats among these particular athletes. So you guys ready? Let's do it. Here's the list. Here's the list. We have running back Jim Brown. Y'all probably like, oh, well, not beating him. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> all right. We have tennis great Arthur Ashe. We have MLB great Jackie Robinson. 
Nah, you thought it was gonna be easy, K Walk. Yes, yeah, tough. <laughs> yeah, track and field, great. Jesse Owens. And then we have boxing great, Joe Lewis. Did mm. you kind of see where I was going with this one? Yeah, this is tough. This is tough. All right, so you guys tell me who do you think the goat of all goats is? Jay, I'm gonna come to you first. Oh, um, man, this is this is good, Britt. You you picked some good ones here. Um, this is hard. Uh, Britt, I'm gonna go. All, all of these guys dealt with things, like you know what I mean. They were all sort of trailblazers in their in their own way. So it, it's really hard. You are you are really splitting hairs here with this one. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Jim Brown, and I'm not even the biggest Jim Brown fan, to be honest with you. I'm really not. But if I listen to some other people talk about Jim Brown, maybe I'm just missing the mark on this guy. Uh, he dominated football for the time that he played. And I think he played only played nine years, but he dominated the league for those nine years. And then everything that he did off the field as well, like with civil rights and different things yep. like that. So I'm going to go Jim Brown, but really, I, I don't know that there's a wrong answer in this group. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of got the hint there, Jay. Yes. <laughs> I want more people who broke barriers for others in their particular sports. In their sports and outside of their sports as well. Yeah. Um, but K who do you think the ultimate goat of all goats among? Yeah, this is an easy one for me because I stay consistent because he's on my Mount Rushmore. And I tell you guys this, I think we talked about this last week, and that's Jackie Robinson for everything that mm -hmm. I mentioned the last time. I mean, he broke the color barrier in baseball. Today he's still being honored because of that. His number of them, 42, is no longer allowed to be worn except on Jackie Robinson Day, where every single player, black, white, or Hispanic, um, or, or even Asian, um, you know, whatever player is wearing number 42 on that particular day. Uh, again, he's my George Washington on Mount Rushmore. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's, that's an easy one for me. Bro. So I'm going to stay consistent with that and say Jackie Robinson all day, every day. You know, yeah, no. K Walk, you convinced. I'm changing my pick, Brett. I'm going Jackie Robinson as well. <laughs> K Walk convinced me. I'm going Jackie Robinson. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one was was tough. Um, because you look at Joe Lewis and the greatness that he was. And I thought about doing Jack Johnson, but I wasn't sure. I was like, maybe that's going to look too far back. <laughs> wow. So I was like, let me let me be a little. Re look, I know my sports now. Come on. I know. I know. And Jack Johnson played in the days where you you basically died. That's how you lost. You had to die. Um, yeah, there was nice. no 12 rounds. <laughs> um, <All> right. <laughs> Jesse Owens is the reason why he was considered the fastest man alive. You know, the color barrier that he broke in the sport of track, especially going over to Germany, the risk that was. Um, you know, and then not only going over, but winning when I, while he was over there as Adolf Hitler and all right else who didn't like black folks at that time was sitting there watching them. Uh, Arthur yeah. Ashe, the tennis great. Oh my goodness, yeah. was he, a, he was a fantastic tennis player. Unfortunately, died at a, uh, at a young age. Um, Jim Brown, man, what can you say about Jim Brown? Yeah. Like he was the offense and they still couldn't stop him. You knew the ball was going to Jim Brown and you still could not stop him. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go in agreement with you guys. Jackie okay. Robinson, just I, I don't know what to say about this 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 man. Like everything he did for the sport of baseball and outside of baseball, he did things outside of baseball as well. Him and his wife at the time. Um, yeah. You know, 
and like K-Walk said, that number 42, nobody can wear it. Nobody, mm-hmm. unless it's Jackie Robinson Day in MLB, mm-hmm. then everybody takes off their number and everybody wears 42 and they don't have their names on the back of that jersey. <laughs> it's all about Jackie Robinson and there's a reason uh, behind it. I'm also going to go with Jackie Robinson, but like Jay said, with these guys, and I wanted to add some extra people in there, but it was just too many. And I thought about Kareem and Wilt and all these other guys, but it, I'm like, this list is going to be too long by the time I finish. So <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but these are all great mm-hmm. athletes. They all have done a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. Support and yeah, that was a good lives. All right, guys. So we're going to head into break now. Please, please, once again, subscribe to us on YouTube. The Sideline Speaks, youtube.com slash The Sideline Speaks, the easiest way to get there, or you can search us. Uh, so please subscribe, like, comment, and share. Also, you can, follow, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. And we are also on Twitter at The Sideline Speaks. So please follow us on there as well. But you guys are listening to The Side, I'm sorry, watching. I always forget, you know, we, you see our face. You're listening to and watching. How about that? Um, the sideline speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit more uh, NBA free agency. A couple guys out there that I think are going to be really interesting. Let's start with Draymond Green. We know he declined his player option. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. A lot of people feel like he's going back to Golden State. It's really just about the money. But, Britt, what do you think? Do you think Draymond ends up with the Warriors, or is there a chance – he may end up some other places. I'm hearing some whispers about the Lakers, maybe the Kings. What do you think, Britt? Yeah, I, I heard those uh, those teams. I think I also heard, I don't know if it was the Pistons or the Pacers. It was one of the two. And I was like, I don't know if you have a chance. Because <laughs> um, if you're not ready to win now, unless he's just all about the money right now, I don't think he's coming to you. Um, as much as I think he could help the Kings, you know, just his veteran presence, leadership, same thing with the Lakers, although they have LeBron and AD, so they don't really need the leadership aspect of them. Uh, from them, I just think all in all, he's a warrior. I can't even see him in another jersey, and I might be absolutely wrong, guys. I may be absolutely wrong, and it's going to be weird the first time I see a Draymond Green in another jersey. Uh, but I think he stays with the Warriors. I think he'll go maybe a little bit longer, maybe longer deals for less money, I'm sorry, longer years for less money to try to make it work as much as possible. Um, I think he's made a lot of money throughout his career as is, more money than I would be willing to give him, but rightly so, he has four rings. So um, I guess I should shut up when it comes to that part of it, right? (laughs) But I think ultimately home for him is the Warriors. 
I think if he wants to continue to win, if he feels like the best, he wants to continue to contend, I'm sorry. Um, I think the best play, placement for him is the Warriors. I know they just got CP3, but I still think he's a good quality fit right there in that locker room. And he can still do all the nonsense that he gets away with with the Warriors. Another organization may not like that. So I say the Warriors. He'll be back there. Yeah, every, everything you said, Britt, makes complete <clears throat> sense. Everything you said. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on, on a pre, pretty far limb here. I think he's leaving. I think Draymond's going to leave. I think if he's looking at that, if he wants to win championships, right? I don't know that Golden State, unless they pull off some good moves in free agency, mm-hmm. I'm not sure they're going to get it done. Like, I don't know that they're – I think maybe that window is closing in Golden State. And if Draymond wants to win another one, there may be some other rosters that he could go on and make them a championship caliber team. What about the Phoenix Suns? Like, if they can move DeAndre Ayton out, bring Draymond in, he's going to bring them some toughness, some leadership. Him and KD can kiss and make up. I feel like he would bring a nice presence to Phoenix um, if, if Draymond came over there. I don't know. I know it's a long shot, but I'm predicting Draymond is leaving Golden State. But K Walk would say, "Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't think this is gonna be the Suns. They ain't gonna. No. They're not gonna be able to pay him nothing." <laughs> but if they get rid of DeAndre Ayton's contract, could they make it work? Because DeAndre's making like what's he? I think he's making somewhere in the mid twenties, something like that. Is it mid twenties? You're right. You're right. Unless they're willing to like go high into the luxury tax, it probably wouldn't work out. Yeah, I don't know if he's a good fit for them, but I mean, we'll see. Never know. It's going to be weird for me regardless. I feel like he might leave as well, but I think it's going to be weird for me to see him in another jersey. (laughs) Sorry, K-Walk. Get down, K-Walk. They're good. We good, Jay. The sunrise, man. The sun has rose, Uh, so I think it's time for you to wake up on that one. Um, I think you were dreaming on that one, Jay. I knew you were going. Jay. You try to, you know, you try to wheel that thing in there. I mean, it's a, it's a good. It would be an interesting fit to say the least. If Draymond were to go there, um, I think he stays, man. I think Draymond is one of those guys that we're 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 not used to seeing that's going to play wants to play for the same team for uh, the duration of his career. I, I think he's it's just it's just a um, negotiation toy right now. He's trying to, you know, you know, listen. Um, I'm gonna listen to this this team. We're gonna hear. I'm gonna start a rumor over here that I'm gonna go to the Lakers and go to the. In your case, uh, Jay, the Suns. I think someone said the Pistons. I don't think he'll go that far. Um, but I think he stays. I, I really do think he stays um, in in uh, in, in uh, Golden State. I don't see him getting that money elsewhere, man. I think he's more valuable to Golden State than he is in, in, in anywhere else because he knows that offense. He knows those guys. He knows Steph, and he knows you know where Steph is going to be in certain situations, and that pick and roll is just none that I've ever seen before, man. So um, I'm saying he stays, man. I'm saying he stays. I think this is a ploy to, to get whatever he's asking for. I don't know if it's the money or the years, but I think it's just a ploy to, to get what he's asking for. Yeah, and Steve Kerr came out and said, like, we we can't win without Draymond. So I, I feel like All right, so the money just went up. Yeah, the money just went up for sure. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, and if you think about it, how Draymond is just as a he, – he seems like a good guy, right, outside of basketball. But how he is in that locker room, 
I don't know if any other players on any other team can deal with that type of personality on their team. You see Jordan Poole, he may finally get his act face. together now that he's gone. I do not see any other player be able to put up with a lot of his antics. I'm not even going to call them antics because they're not antics. So I, that's the wrong word I use. But I just don't think they, they'll be able to handle his personality like they do with the Warriors. Like right? they'd be like, this is Draymond. This is our guy. Go somebody yeah, else, you'd be ready to fight every five seconds. So yeah. I think yeah. he's a warrior. He's a lot and to do with top in there. Yeah. I think Jordan Poole was was is it was gone because Dream they won Draymond back. And I don't think they got along. I don't we 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 obviously we've seen that you know that um you know he uh he you know what he did with Poole in that uh in, in, in training camp. But I think they got rid of Poole to get Draymond back. So I, I you know, on top of that, right? Wow, tough, man. He's out. Yeah. He drained that pool real quick, boy. And I'll tell you what, like, when that first <laughs> happened, I was like, I dog Draymond out, right? And for some yeah. reason, I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying it was yeah. right. But for some reason, I feel a little better about it now. Like, after yeah. just watching Jordan Poole's antics a little bit, like, on, I'm, like, I'm like, Draymond, you can't do that, but I kind of understand a little bit why you did it. How was Poole not waiting for him in the parking lot at <laughs> night after a practice or something just to yeah, give him some? You know, he, just, just a sneak up, just like, you know, just steal him like he stole him. I'm like, nah. I, I think he's too sleepy yeah. to do anything. <laughs> he got put to sleep. All right, well, you see him stumble. After the clear concussion protocol, he could, you know, he could have done the vice stuff. Next day, he something. He ended up with a concussion, didn't he? Something <laughs> happened like right after that. <laughs> I don't remember. That's fine. He he should have been trying to fight Draymond like every day for a week. Like every time you see me, we're, we're fighting. We're you know? fighting. <laughs> I gotta get my hit back or something. <laughs> yeah, something. Oh man! All right, what about Kyrie, guys? Britt, what do you think? I mean, I th they're saying Dallas wants Kyrie back. We saw him and Luca. It looked good at times, but I think most people would say it, it, it didn't really work. Maybe year two, they'll be better, get used to each other, learn mm -hmm. how to play together. But what do you think for Kyrie? This one is hard because um, I think outside of Kyrie's talent, people are so concerned about will he even show up to work to play. Once he's on the court, you know he's going to give it his haul. Um but will he even show up? I did not like the the combination of Kyrie and Luca. I, I don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm going to still say to this day, I still don't think it'll work. I don't care what you do to that lineup. I do not think it'll work for either one of them. Um, they're just kind of in a way similar but different, and I just don't think it'll work. I don't know what team dies. <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe I should just say the mass. But then I started thinking, well, what about the Knicks? Um, I know they have Jalen Brunson over there. <laughs> I came was like, I don't know. But I know they have Jalen Brunson over there. Trust me, I don't want him back in my division either. But that might not be a good, bad, uh, uh, bad team if you throw Kyrie over there and the leadership as long as he shows up to work. And Knicks finally got Kyrie on their team like they've been wanting for years, right? Um, I think that'll help the Knicks go to another level, which I personally don't want them to. Um, and then I started thinking, I guess the Lakers would be the obvious choice, but I don't, I think that's all talk. I, yeah. I don't, I really don't think he's going there. 
And then I started thinking, what about Miami? But Patrick, uh, Pat, Pat Riley's not having that attitude. You better show up to work. He's going to cut you real fast. I'm be honest. I think for Kyrie is to be determined, to be honest, because he always says one thing. He wants to go back to the Mavs. I don't think he's going back to the Mavs. So I have no idea where he's going to go, guys. So I'm going to just throw it out there on the limb. I'm going to say the Knicks. Yeah, it's a tough one. It really is because K Walk, like, is there even like a big market for Kyrie? Like, I I feel like a few years ago there may have been more teams kind of beating the door down for Kyrie. But now I don't know. Like, it, it, does he even really have a lot of options in, in terms of what he can do? Yeah, and that's the scary part about it. As a free agent, you would think he has a lot of options, and, and it doesn't seem like he does, Jay. Um, really, uh, you would think he was going to go back to the Mavericks. That's what I'm hearing. I, I'm going to throw out a sleeper team, in, and I'm going to say uh, I think a, maybe a good fit. Britt may not like this, but I, I think the Sixers – is a good fit for for uh, for Kyrie. That I'll might be a, a, a good please. look. Would you say? Said I'll take him as long as he plays. You can't deny it. Yeah, that, that's the yeah, that's the only thing. No, no, definitely not. I mean, like if you if you you know expect him the the, the best in the, you know in a in the in the uh, the best of uh, you know the grand scheme of things, and you're looking at it in a perfect world, he comes to work and he plays like he's capable of playing. I mean, was is Tyree Maxey? I don't see. Tyree Maxey, I don't know. Is he a two or a one? You, you would know more. He's a two. He's a two. So, I mean, that, 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 that could work. work. That could work. That would work. That could work. So, I'm so going to say, I'm going to say, it was, would be a small backcourt. But, um, but yeah, I think Kyrie's defense is, is, is underrated. I think Kyrie plays a lot better defense than he's given credit for. Um, obviously, we know his scoring, but I'll say he's going to go back to the. Uh, he's going to go back to the Mavs with an outstanding chance of going to the Sixers. I can see if if James Harden, I think James Harden has to what Thursday to to make that decision on uh, whether he's going to just to uh, exercise this option or mm-hmm. or opt out of it. So let's say he opts out of it. I can see Kyrie going in. That might be a good fit, to be honest. With you. Yeah, I that, that 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 I, I think on the on the court it could actually work. Yes, yeah, I think it would work. It would be a great fit because Kyrie is box office like Stephen A. Smith is, and he really yeah. is. You know, yeah. once he gets going, it's hard to slow him down. Um, and he can he's not the best facilitator, but he's he has that game if need be. So yeah. I could see that working, but he has to want to show up because Philly's yeah. not having it. Philly's yeah, not that's working. the thing about it though. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, not yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, on the floor, like there ain't a whole lot you can say about his game. He can play, right. you no. know. That's so nice. I think nice. that could work. All right, I know we talked about Dame last week, but we've had another week of rumors. So just quickly, K Walk, is he coming to Miami, or do you think Dame ends up staying in Portland? I, I think he ends up staying in Portland. I just don't. We just don't know. I, I think if if he was going to be in Miami, he would have been in Miami already. I don't know what have been what would be the hold up right now. Uh, there's talk in Miami saying that you know they're willing to waive Lowry not for Dame but just for another you know big acquisition uh, because Dame. I mean uh, because Lowry's going to be uh, strapped like 29 million. Um, so they're willing to waive him to bring another uh, uh, another big name. But I don't think it's going to be Dame. So I think Dame stays important. I think he's going to give this Scoot Henderson and uh, I think Murray they had they drafted as well and another guy another. Young man, I, I forget his name is. 
So I think he he may be giving it a chance, man. I just don't. I just think that, you know, um, the thing is, I think Dame's a little too loyal to Portland. But the question is, is is Portland loyal to Dame? So we're, we're going to see how this works out. But I think he stays in Portland. Brick, gut feeling on Dame. Um, gut feel, like it's funny because everybody only mentions him going to Miami. Um, because I think it started from that interview, right? Yeah, <laughs> they had that interview. Yeah. And if you listen to that, and he only gave him five, four or five options to choose from. He said, don't choose any other game. But I can see why Miami is a good fit for him. But my gut feeling is I think he's, he's staying. I, I really do. I know he met with his, the front office. I think it was yesterday um, night, last night or something like that. And they said to him, we want to build around you. So game, game is gullible right now because he loves the city of Portland. He doesn't really want to go anywhere. Although he trolled the crap out of Miami fans. That was yeah. funny. Didn't <laughs> he video. have like welcome to Miami on or something right. like that? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's funny because it was a Philly artist singing that song, right? Mm, <laughs> interesting. But no, he, he unfortunately he's not coming to Philly too much. But I think he's he's going to stay in Portland, give them the chance to figure it out in the offseason. Like K-Walk said, they got the young kids, Scoot Henderson and Anthony uh, Simons, I believe, is over there and a couple other young pieces. Um, so I think we'll revisit this around trade deadline to see <clears> where the team is, and then we'll see if he acts out. I think he's giving them at least until to February. Yeah, yeah. He may be loyal to a fault here. Like, I mean, if mm-hmm. if winning a championship is is important to him, I don't I don't see Portland making that happen. I mean, right. so if I'm Dave, I'm on the move, but but we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's um let's shift gear to the NFL guys because football season it, it's coming back around. I mean, we're starting mm-hmm. to get to that point where some training camps are going to be opening up soon, so it, we're, we can start getting that itch again for football. And I think probably everybody agrees that in the NFC. The 49ers and the Eagles, the Eagles and the 49ers, however you want to say it. I think everyone agrees that those are the best two teams in the Mm -hmm. NFC. So, Britt, who do you think would be that third team? Who is the biggest threat to the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC? Ah, See, I noticed you changed this question on me because I I was getting ready to say the Eagles' biggest threat is the 49ers, the 49ers' biggest threat is the Eagles. But you changed that question. Question. Okay. Um. Ooh. Well, let's see. He left. A couple people. Do you have to look in Dallas to find the the next biggest threat? I mean, as much as I I can't stand Dallas, and y'all know how I feel about him, I would probably say, yeah, I'll give it to Dallas. Um, okay, well, what are you watching? Baseball? <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not watching anything. I'm thinking. I'm really in thinking. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking up at the ceiling. I'm thinking, like, what third team is it? I'm really thinking about and, this. Uh, and, that's, and that's the hardest part outside of Dallas. I'm not exactly sure, but you could give it to Dallas. I just feel like Dallas is an implosion waiting to happen. It's like <laughs> they have the talent, but they just can't get it right whatsoever. So it's, it's like I know technically they would be the biggest threat to both of these teams, um, but they always mess up. We've seen it even when they went up against the 49ers last year in the playoffs. Dallas probably should have won that game, maybe, but they completely imploded. And then 49ers is like, ah, you handed it over. Thank you very much, and we're not going to give it back. We're just too talented for that. 
But I think outside of that, if I had to choose outside of Dallas, maybe Detroit, but they're still so young. The only yeah. thing with them is that they're still so young. And I know they had a decent year last year, although they just missed the playoffs. Uh, no. Yeah, they missed the playoffs, right? I think yeah, they missed yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But their youth, are they – I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. You know, I think teams will kind of figure them out a little bit this year. I think they have the second best or third, second or third best offensive line, definitely top five um, behind the Eagles and a few other teams. They have a good young receiving core. They have a nice uh, uh, secondary, young secondary. You know, uh, 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 golf finally seems like he's hitting his stride. And they have a good coach in Dan, Camp- Dan Campbell. So, um, I'm, oh, and they just drafted uh, Gibbs out of Alabama, the running back Gibbs, who I think is going to be a game changer for them. So, but if I had to choose, I guess I'll have to stick with the cow. <clears throat> You know what? I agree with you. I I think Dallas talent wise has the roster. I I think defensively, they're going to be really good. And I think on offense, it really just comes down to turnovers. Like don't turn Mm -hmm. the ball over and you'll, you you have a chance. So I would say that Dallas is that third team, but K walk, you were doing a lot of thinking. Would you come up? I was. Yeah, I, I was literally looking at the ceiling, thinking about this question. Seriously, um, because I don't have Dallas there. I, I'm going to put Seattle there. I'm going to put Seattle there. I'm I'm, I'm going to yeah. call Seattle here because I, I think with Geno Smith, a lot of people, and as much as I can't stand Seattle as a 49er fan, um, I think they have the tools, and I think they made some 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 interesting moves. Um, they have DK Metcalf. They, uh, if if Geno Smith can play the way he played last season, it's going to be interesting. They got Jamal Adams coming back off of that quad injury uh, as well. Then you got Kenneth uh, Kenneth Walker uh, the second or third. I'm not sure his uh, title there, but um, and then they 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 have a good roster, man. They have a good roster. And obviously, yeah. I got Pete Carroll yeah. uh, as well as the head coach. So I'll put Seattle just a slight ahead of. The Cowboys. I don't trust that. I don't trust that. I trust Seattle's overall team plan, game plan, than I do more than I do that individual plan. Yeah, think, you know what? I can't yeah. argue with that. That's a good call because I think Seattle's and, really good. Yeah, and they just got uh, Bobby Wagner's back on that team. Yeah, he plays very well with Seattle. The only thing yeah. I'm concerned with Seattle is that offensive line. I am very concerned with the yeah. offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. Forty. I think they played Jaw right in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first round. Y'all yeah. demolished the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. That offensive line was non-existent. <laughs> so that is the one thing I'm concerned about. So they have to shore up that offensive line. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Yeah, that was that was good. Those I think so. Let's say it's called that the big four: the Eagles, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. That's that's the big four in the end. That's what I'll call the big four. Yeah, I can't see anyone. <laughs> I don't have anyone else right now. I had enough time to think about it too. <laughs> All right, Russell Wilson, guys, not very good last year. We we've talked about how bad he was. Even some of the prima donna stuff, having his own office, just I think he kind of let some of the fame get to him. Obviously, being married to Sierra, I, I think you know all that comes with that probably played a part in it as well. 
The question is, though, Britt, do you think he has a bounce back this year? Does he go back to being the Russell Wilson that we've come to know? To me, he looks like, number one, he's in better shape. He looks like he's lost some weight. He looks like he's kind of got himself back in tip-top shape. I'm expecting Russ to kind of get back to normal, but what say you, Britt? First and foremost, let me give my shout-out to Russell Wilson, Okay. I'm getting tired of people calling him a square because he does write about, <laughs> about about his family and his wife. Like, stop with that nonsense. He's a good dude. Let him live the way he lives. And he's doing things right. He ain't uh, hit, yeah. hit on I'm his wife by disrespecting her and none of that. So if you can't do that, then maybe you the real square outside of Russell Wilson. Stop judging that, man. All right. Anyway, let's get back to sports. My bad. I had a moment there. <laughs> um, I think he does. I think he does have a, a bounce back year. I think with Sean Payton being at the helms, the head coach, and you got a real head coach. You got a future Hall of Fame, Super Bowl contending, Super Bowl con- winner head coach. I'm sorry, not contending, winner head coach um, leading this group. And he's not having that. He wants your best. He's going to demand your best. Um, my understanding is he already got rid of that daggone offense that they supposedly gave to Russell Wilson. If I can, I think somebody, I've heard that. I've heard that, uh, Sean Payton came and changed things, but I think he, he will have a bounce back year. I think last year was just weird with just that entire team. I know it was a lot of injuries. Um, the head coach, I didn't even like head coach, the head coach. What was his name? Haskins, Nathaniel Haskins or whatever his name was. I think so, yeah. The players that he was calling in certain moments, it just, I'm like, what is going on here? You know, players were frustrated with the head coach. They were frustrated with Russell Wilson. Wilson wasn't happy. The whole culture and dynamic of that just was not good. I think Sean Payton comes in and changes all of that. You see Russell Wilson putting in the work. I watch him on, um, on Instagram and YouTube putting in the work. And like Jay said, he's back. Like he's he's back in shape again. He looks good. His accuracy looks like it's much better. So I think he'll have a bounce back year. I mean, he was so low last year. You have to have a bounce back year this year. Yeah, so. yeah, you're right. And he'll benefit from having one of the best play callers in Sean Payton for sure. Right. Uh, so I, I I'm looking for big things. But K Walk, what say you? Some people were saying that they thought Russ was washed. Like it was just over for Russ. But but how do you see it playing out? That was you, Jay. Oh, was that me? That may, that may have been me. <laughs> hey, I don't even think we got to preseason one, game one. You would call them one. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I agree with Britt here on on um you know and then you too, Jay as well. Is um, Sean Payton coming in is a big deal. You know he's not he's a no nonsense guy. He's not giving you that corner offense. I mean, uh, office. Excuse me. Um, you know, and you, you have a, you already had a Super Bowl type defense last year. Right. That defense last year, I think it was un, so underrated because of the fact of the matter is the offense was so nostalgic and yeah. it was just not getting anything done. Um, so I think that was underrated. So if they could bring that defense back with Sean Payton at the helm and a more focused and a more dedicated Russell Wilson, you're going to see that NFC, I mean, excuse me, that AFC West, it's going to be, um, it's going to put a lot of pressure on, on the uh, the Chiefs, obviously the Chargers and, and the Raiders. Don't really know what to expect from the Raiders there, but um, I, I can see them being in contention for uh, for the AFC West and making some noise in the playoffs. But as long as Russell Wilson dials in, buys into everything that Sean Payton um, is is selling, 
I just can't see this being anything but a successful season for uh, uh, you know, uh, for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think they're going to have a good year. You're right, man. That defense is really good, so they're they're going to yeah. definitely make some noise for sure. Um, all right, real quick. Oh, go ahead, Britt. Okay. Offensive line. So same thing with I think we said Seattle. You better get that offensive line together because that was part of the reason why Russell Wilson was playing so bad or outside of his own personal stuff. But um, got to get that offensive line together. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think the change in coaching staff will help that as well. Because right. like you said, Britt, that that other staff, they just seemed like they were in over their head to me. Um, so I think Sean Payton and that staff will make a huge difference from that standpoint. I did not mention this to you guys, but I just want to get your thoughts real quick on it. Last night, Caitlin Clark was named the Women's College Athlete of the Year. Any issue with that? Did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? Caitlin Clark, Women's College Athlete of the Year. What do you think, Kay Walk? Oh, no, I think they, they got that right. I mean, I don't know. I know there's there's other players out there that you may want to say, um, uh, but I think, you know, even though she wasn't on the best team, she was in the ch- national championship. She led her team to the national championship. She's um, she's going to be back and she's probably going to, you know, she's going to be number one overall when, when she's eligible for the NBA, WNBA draft. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely no problem with that. I don't see anyone else who would have a problem with. I know a lot of people took exception to her. You can't see me and all that, but that doesn't take, take that doesn't take away from what she's done on the court. So yeah, I have no problem with that, and I think it, I think the NCAA got it spot on. Britt. So she said that you can't see me, but the winner said this. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, no. I think most people will probably want to say you know Angel Reese and a few other guys, but no, I I, I agree. I think Caitlin Clark all year long last year um, played her lights out. Absolutely play lights out. I know I said several times that Angel Reese is one of my favorite players, and it's more because how she carries herself on the court. Um, they're both great, talented players, but I love how Angel Reese is. Her confidence is just sky high, and I love it. Um, but I love both these guys, these players, guys. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> both these players. Um, so, no, she's well-deserving. I wouldn't put anybody in her place. I, yeah. I think she deserved it, absolutely. Triple-double yeah. machine. Why not? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Cool. We're all we're all in agreement there. Let's get to uh, K Walk's one ticket every week. K Walk brings four or five events, and we only got one ticket to choose. So K Walk, take it away. One ticket. All right. This one is a little different, ladies and gentlemen. So this is going to be um, this is going to come with some stipulations here. All right. So we got what I'm going to do is here. Let me uh, let me let me let's see if I can put this in the. Uh, I think I could put this here. Let me just. Actually, no, I can't. It won't let me do it. Hold on one second. I was trying to put this in the, so you guys can write it down and get an idea. Hold on one second, guys. I didn't know we want to get to this this quick. I should have had it prepared. But hold on one second. Yeah, these are these are always tough. So if we can get a visual of it, <laughs> that might make. Yeah, it I wanna. <laughs> yeah, I wanna. Yeah, this one is a little different. So I wanna make it. So everyone can see, and then you know. Well, while K-Walk is trying to figure that out real quick. No, I got it. I got it. I'm not figuring. Oh, you got it. Okay, I was gonna say something. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah. All right. So if you guys can see that, 
right there, Brett, if you want to put it up for everyone as well. Where, where is it? Where is it? Uh, okay, I got you. I got you. Hold on, hold on. All right. Oh, there you go. You got it. <clears throat> All right. So what we got here is the first one is it, it you're right. Oh, it disappeared. It disappeared. Oh, let me show it again. Hold up. Hold on. Hold on. I see it. I don't know if you can see it. Can y'all see it? I don't see anything. Um, I'm looking at it in the in the comments, but it's not it's not on the screen. Can you see there it now? Put it in the comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. There we go. All right. All right. So so what we got here is the first one, if you can read you can see that is all right. <laughs> like you have to go homeless <laughs> in New York for two months in the winter. Oh. New York in the winter. <laughs> All right. In order, if you complete the task, your favorite team will for whatever team it is, whether your Eagles or your Cowboys, whatever favorite team you you root for, they will four peat. Man. Okay. All right. Wait. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so we either go homeless in New York for no, no, two you, months. You go home. Oh, yeah, the first if, one. If you can, if you survive that, if you can do it, then your favorite team four peats. Oh, Super Bowl, no. NBA Finals, whatever the case may be. My my least favorite team will four peat. No, your favorite team. If you go homeless, and the first one is if your favorite team goes, your favorite team. So, if you go yeah, homeless, Rick, like you, you're right, homeless right, for right, two right. months. If you survive okay. it, your your reward is that your team wins the gotcha. next four okay. years in a row. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay, the way you got it here okay. is confusing, but I got you. I got it. All right. <laughs> All right, number two is all right, you have a Bermuda vacation for three months. All right. All expenses paid. You got all that glamorous life. Two months. Live it up in Bermuda. But in order if you do that, then your least favorite team will win four in a row. Man, that's rough. Mm. All right. <laughs> number three is you get two weeks on a Caribbean cruise, but you're all by yourself. No one else is on the cruise with you. Nah, the cruise is on autopilot. You're good. You're good. You're good. But your team, but your team, with your favorite team, three peats. Mm. All right. Number four is you go three weeks on that same cruise, but you're with your family, your friends, your favorite celebrities um, for two for three weeks. But your favorite team, I mean your least favorite team, excuse me, wins five in a row. You got one ticket. Which one do you take? Okay, well, at least this is this is rough, man. So this, is, this is rough, man. This is just disrespectful. So you gotta, I don't you like gotta this. Go, you gotta go do something. <laughs> for the team something. To win. <laughs> oh my goodness. But if you take something enjoyable, man, well, look, I'll tell you right out the gate, I'm not doing the cruise by myself. Like, I'm just not <laughs> doing it. I'm not doing that. If something goes wrong, I got no survival skills whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm out on that one, okay, well, um, um, Oh, man. I don't want to see my least favorite team win four in a row or five in a row. Mm -hmm. But I cannot imagine being homeless in New York mm. for two months in the wintertime. I, I, I can't imagine that. I hate to say this, K-Walk, but I'm going to have to say I'm going to take the 
the Bermuda vacation, vacation. for three <laughs> months. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to have a great time. But when I come back, those Ohio State Buckeyes are going to win four <laughs> national championships in a row. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I think that's the one I have to take, K-Wall. At least it stays okay. in the conference. I can brag about the Big okay. Ten at least. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, that's yeah. Thanks, Jay. Um, that's right. <clears throat> well, you already know who my least favorite team is. Um, and, and that's by far the the. the Cowboy, right? Yeah, that 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 thing over there. Um, who? Yeah, I'm I'm with Jay on this one. I'm not doing no, absolutely not doing no auto autopilot all alone on the cruise. First of all, I get too much motion motion sickness. Not happening. Second of all. Um, my mind goes like the tight, like Titanic situation. Not happening. <laughs> I'm not doing it in the middle of nowhere. I can swim, but nobody can swim for that long. <laughs> um, you at least gave me my jack or something. I'm Rose. Like, where's my jack? I would have shared the space. On the <laughs> I let him make sure he's up on the door. Right? Right, <laughs> make sure I'm right. not alone. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Oh, that cold. Oh, my gosh. Look, I'm an East Coast girl, but that New York cold is something different. And homeless? Right. But you know what, though? I cannot whatsoever see the Cowboys win another one. I don't want to see it. Odds are they're probably going to win soon, but I don't want to see it. So I'm going to find somebody, hopefully nice, on that street, (laughs) introduce myself. We're going to I'm gonna ask them to t- ask them to teach me the tricks of the trade on how to stay warm out here. In these Grid's gonna be laying on a vent out there. Cause I right, I'm gonna be laying right in the middle of a main street where people walk by, right on top of a vent, and have a couple pieces of cardboard boxes covering me. <laughs> Y'all had no holes in my socks, and but Eagles, after you win four, what they went four in a row? Four, four in a row. Yeah. After they went four in a row, they better not only give me a Super Bowl ring, right? They better give that's me true. They, better, they better sign, give me a job that's worth two million a year at least. Right. So I can make okay. so they can make up for me being homeless <laughs> and the winter cold. It's cold in New York. South Jersey, Philadelphia, we get cold, but we ain't nothing like New York City. It is cold <laughs> out there. So yeah. I, I'm gonna take number one. Uh, are you sure about that? No food. You're not showering. You're, you're begging people for money just to get yourself something to eat. Hey, it's, it's I said, hey you got people that survive. Wait, how long was it for? Four months? Two, two months. Was two, months. two months. It was two months. We got people out there now that survived out there for years. So they could survive out there for years. I think I could do it for two months. Man, okay, January, but, February, right. two coldest months. I could survive out there for two months, and they can show right. me the trick of the tree. All right, I ain't, I'm so, not going to doubt you, Britt, but I think I'm that'd be kind of sure, rough. <laughs> I'm gonna just make sure that whoever shows me the trick of the trade, we live. If it ever happens, let's hope and pray it never happens. Though. If it ever happens, right. when I make it, you make it because you have my back. All right, my back on these New York. All right, all right, all right. That's good. That's good stuff. Okay, well, which one would you take? 
I'm going with Britt. I'm going homeless. I'm going homeless in New York for two months to see my team win four in a row, bro. I, I, I think I can. Yeah, I, I can do it. I can do it. I'm with Britt on that one. Okay. Yeah. Almost, the, the one that scared me the most, I don't know why I thought of it, was the the the, uh, the two weeks on the cruise by itself. That, oh, yeah. That nah, was, that was, I that that. That was, That's not happening. <laughs> that one was crazy. <laughs> but uh, don't ask me why I thought about it. It's, it's, I just, uh, I just came up with it. But yeah, I'm going with Brett on this one. <laughs> That's the good stuff, guys. Yeah, that was good. That was that a good was one. Good that was a good that one. That was really, that was tough. Wait, that was real tough. quick, before we get to the end of the show, uh, can we please talk about my team real quick i know it wasn't part of it the new york liberty showing up in the last minutes of what who are they playing again was it it wasn't the sun they played the, the, mystics. the mystics the mystics, mystics. yeah Ooh, mystics. what a game what a game that was what a game that, that was. i got something for that i got something for that bro. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> 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 all right y'all let's um let's get to our rants let's get to our rants uh, every week we want to give a little rant something positive something negative whatever's on your heart whatever's on your mind you get one minute to spit it out i think i'm gonna go first tonight guys because this it's been bothered i've been seeing this on tiktok a lot just obviously people that don't know but i'm just tired of people taking shots at the wnba man i see it almost every day people saying the wnba is unwatchable who watches the wnba why are they even playing that the wnba is playing some really good basketball right now and there are good players on every single team guys i'm watching it almost every night i can find a game on and i'm Mm -hmm. watching it almost every night i'm enjoying it all you wnba haters Take a few minutes and watch some of the games and then come back and tell me if the WNBA is unwatchable. I guarantee you it's not. All you WNBA haters, please shut up and watch a game before you talk about it. So that, that's brother. my rant for tonight. Um, well, Britt, you got something for us tonight or are you um, you off again this week on the rant? <laughs> now I got a little something, but just real quick on that WNBA thing. Most of the times, those are people who don't know the sport of basketball, and they don't understand what quality basketball is. So I just ignore them because they they make no sense. And sometimes they're even a whole against against the women playing yeah. any type of sport type of thing anyway. So I'm just like yeah. whatever. Yeah. That just whatever. But back to my rant. I don't know if this is a rant. I don't know if this is a kudos. A, coming at the person but we talked about a little bit earlier Damian Lillard I respect the fact that he I guess I could talk to him directly I respect the fact that you want to stay with the trailblazers and have loyalty because we don't have that anymore in the NBA but you're 32 years old man what are your goals because you know (laughs) I know we all know the world knows that Blazers are not going to win any championship unless they make some drastic trade, like trade for Joel Embiid. Joel, you better not go nowhere, not yet. Give us another year at least, another two years, hopefully. Um, It's just not happening with the Blazers. It's not. I have so much respect for this guy because we just don't see it anymore. Um, He is the last of a rare breed. But being 32 years old and this team building around you, I just don't see it happening right now. I think it's time for him to move on. And come on, Dane, it's time for you to move on. I want you to get a ring. You deserve a ring. I just don't think it's going to happen in Portland. So it's a calm rant. 
but it's a ramp with respect on it. So there you go. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with every every single word of that. Uh, it's interesting because. Yeah, you just wonder, like, how important is the championship to him? How important is loyalty? Like, how's that all going to shake out mm -hmm. for him? So we might get some answers here pretty soon. Uh, K-Walk, what you got for us tonight, man? Yeah, my rant goes out to Mr. MJ, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, man, uh, for selling the Hornets to a, a non-minority group, man. You know what? Uh, we've only had one uh, black owner in the NBA, and um, you sold it to a – you know, a, a, a uh, owner, a group of professionals. I get it, but man, I wish you would have sold it to a minority group to keep, you know, the, you know, the minority in the NBA. Man, I thought, you know, you being the first uh, one to do it, the first NBA player or former NBA uh, NBA player to do it, and the first black player to, uh, to to do that as well, owner to do it. I get it. You made a huge profit. You know, you you bought the Bobcats at the time, one hundred seventy five million, and you sold it for three uh, three billion uh, with a B. Um, yeah, MJ, I just wish you would have just, you know, held on to that just a little, long, little while longer to give it to. I know Jay Cole's a part of the the, uh, the, the, uh, the ownership, but he's not a majority owner. Jay Cole, a rapper, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know who that is. And I shouldn't know who that is. I'm too old to know who that guy is. But nonetheless, um, I think he should have sold it to a minority. Keep it, you know, keep the minority group uh, alive. I love you, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You know I'm always going to have you back. But on this one, man, uh, it's a head scratcher for me, man. I really wish you could uh, just, you know, sold it to, to someone that was in your same position, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with stuff. that one because he was the only one, if I can recall. Yeah. So yeah. And we talk about this all the time about having black majority ownership and he just sold his. And now we're back in the same boat. We started from square one all over again. I wish you would have thought Actually. twice about it. But yeah. And you wonder, right? If there's, you know, when will the next opportunity even, you know, right. come up? Because these guys ain't selling these teams, you know, real often just because yeah, right. the value right. just keeps going up and up and up and up. A lot of them want to keep it in the family, you know. So when will that next opportunity even come up? So, yeah, good stuff there, K-Walk. All right, y'all, let's do who's ball and then we'll get out of here. Every week we want to shout out a team, a player, a coach, somebody who's just been getting it done, playing great ball. I'm going to go first here again tonight, guys. I got to shout out Ellie De La Cruz. K-Walk, which team does he play for? The Reds? Does he play for the Reds? The Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati oh, that's Reds. Was a monster. Look, I don't, I don't watch a lot of baseball, Ooh. but this guy has been catching my attention. Every time I look Ooh. at a highlight, every time I see something they're talking about, Ellie De La Cruz, he just hit the cycle the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, so this guy has been absolutely balling. Ellie De La Cruz. So he's my guy tonight. Um, K-Walk, who you got for us? All right. Um, I, I went with two here. So uh, I'm, I'm, you only pick one. You know I feel like your other one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Britt, you go first. You go first, Britt. Let Britt go. Let Britt go. Go first, Britt, since K-Walk's right. got to back up. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure. I was going to go with this one team because of the game that they played. I think it was two nights ago um, and it was a killer, killer game. But then last night happened. I think it was last night. And I said, I can't disrespect the team that won the series. So I think you know what I'm talking about. And it's talking about college World Series, guys. Sorry, Princess. I know you're a Florida Gator. <laughs> Sorry, KK Walk. But I had they were balling. LSU defeated Florida. 
um, 18 and four to win its seventh national championship, College World Series. Um, they killed it. Although that game two, I gotta give props to Florida though, because they killed them like 24 to four. It was something crazy. But LSU came back and said, "We're gonna take the series and get the Angel Reese ring right here." As you know, Angel Reese also shouted them, shouted shouted them out as well. So they were balling. Yeah, that was I, I turned to it for a little bit and I just kept seeing LSU get hit after hit after hit <laughs> after hit. So yeah, they, they worked the gators last night. Uh but Kay, right, what you got for us? <laughs> yeah, I got I gotta get my Petro Bismo. My stomach's upset after that one, man. But um yeah, I'm gonna I had yeah, I had two here. Another one that wasn't one of my um I, I wanna I'm gonna go back. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 good there. So I'm I'm gonna go uh, with uh, Sabrina um, Ionescu, uh, the uh, the guard from uh, the uh, New York Liberty. Man, I, I know I, I switched my allegiance last year. I mean last week, excuse me, from the the Mercury to the Liberty, and I'm glad I did that. Um, jumped off that stinking ship. She had 31 points, six assists, three rebounds, three steals, and an 89-88 win over the Mystics. Uh, overtime win uh, last week. Um, I'm in the midst of uh, finding a jersey. I don't know what jersey I want to go to because some of them look a little feminine, but I'm secure with my manhood, but I just want to <laughs> find the right shirt. So, But I'm definitely get it. She wears number 20. I wore that at Temple, so uh, that's, that's great there and there. So Sabrina uh, Ionescu was all of them. <clears throat> yeah, she call. was definitely they, all of them. Yeah, they got a good roster too, man. Like Jock L. Thursday Joe night, Jay. Thursday night, Jay. So yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Thursday New York in uh, Vegas Thursday night. That's gonna be fun. Ooh, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, fun. be a fun one. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Gotta watch that one. All right, y'all. Oh, oh, go ahead, Britt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. Did you guys were you guys able to watch Unfinished Business? I started watching it, but I, I ended up turning no. to something else. I, I I I did not uh I didn't see the whole show I'm yet. No, I gotta mm-hmm. watch that. Right. That that's so uh K Rock is basically about the WNBA and the one team they yeah, highlight yeah. is the New York Liberty. And they go as far back as my favorite player when I became a New York Liberty fan. And they they saw her hit that uh that uh uh clutch shot against um mm-hmm. the Houston Comets. Woo! Mm-hmm. I think that was in the finals. Ooh, yeah. yeah, they went back. So that was a she's good one. She, she had bigger muscles than I did back in the day. Boy, her arms were tight. <laughs> yeah. Like, is, this, I, 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 is she coaching somewhere now? I, I feel like she's coaching somewhere. That I she don't was know. an assistant coach. Was it with the Suns or? The Pelicans, maybe? I thought she was, was working with Zion. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty so. sure she's assistant yeah. coach with the Pelicans. I want to say. And then, yeah. But I think she's no longer with them. So I think she's, uh, I think she was looking to go elsewhere. I don't know exactly where she was looking to go elsewhere, but somebody else is looking Her to Her defense was her. like no other, boy. That team should have won a championship. They got there, what, four times and didn't win it? I was like, ah. Yeah. Right. All right. Good stuff, y'all. That was fun. Um, Britt, let the people know where they can find you if there's anything you're looking forward to this week before we get out of here. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Brittany Monique's at the bottom of my screen. Um, also I'm looking forward to we in the off season here for, with everything, but the WNBA, of course, Thursday is going to be a good one. Come on, Liberty. Let's pull us out. Let's pull us out. Um, and also just what's going on with the NBA offseason, NFL offseason. 
Yeah. You know, I know the seasons are over, but that's just kind of like sometimes it feels like the season is still going on with that, with the offseason stuff. Um, but that's what basically what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, sometimes the free agency stuff is, is just yeah, as exciting, exciting as, exactly. as the season, you know. So, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to that. I think we got some, like, U.S. track and field championships this weekend. Oh, that, yeah. that should that's be right. fun. That, that should be good. Uh, so I'll be watching that stuff as well. And you guys can um, find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, Walk, what you got for us? Yeah, I'm the same boat with you guys. I'm looking forward to some uh, some and WNBA. I'm I'm diving into WNBA, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Britt had to mention it about WNBA. I didn't realize they didn't have their own charter planes, man. Um, mm-hmm. That 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 is so sad to hear when when you when you hear um, like Jay mentioned. You know, this is some, this is a great. Um, uh, it's a great uh, uh, league, a great talent, and they don't have. And I don't understand why the NBA doesn't step in. And maybe that should have been my rant about WNBA, but I can go on on it. But nonetheless, I'll be watching WNBA, watching some tennis um, as well. Fourth um, of July is coming up this week, uh, or next week, I know as well. Um, but you can catch me at uh, uh, Kevin Walker one four two on uh, Twitter, Kevin Dot Walker one four two on our Instagram and um, tomorrow night uh, sports talk with K Walker and E Scott. Whenever had it so good sports radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Scott, uh, J- uh, Jason uh, Collins is going to be my co-host tomorrow night. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, E Scott is away on business. So uh, Jay Scott, uh, Jay, uh, Jay Collins is going to fill in. So check that out, man. We got to ask like, us this stuff. Brit, tune in if you if you can. I got this good stuff coming up. It's, it's called um, sports movies and sports dynasties tournament. I got a bracket. I'm going to send it to you. I want you guys to, to, to tell me who you think is the best. It's, 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 it's good. I got a good one for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, might, I, might to, I, might have, I might have to call in on that one. I might have to call in. We'll yeah, see. I'll, 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 I'll send you the brackets for sure, uh, Britt, and um, we'll, we'll break that down. We'll talk everything else. Uh, great show uh, tomorrow night prepared. Um, so with that being said, uh, I'll turn it back over to Jay. Yeah, and guys, we will not be here um, next yeah. Tuesday, 4th of July. So yes. we're going to be off kind of celebrating that holiday, traveling a little bit, things like that. So we'll be back actually in two weeks. So we'll be off next yes. week. Britt, were you saying something? No, I was going to say real quick. Also, um, I know next, I think it starts next week. You have NBA Summer League um, and then also Team USA. That's coming up too, as far as basketball. For oh, yeah. Indians. Yeah, yeah. So even though like the pro leagues aren't in session, there'll be uh mm-hmm. there'll be some good stuff that can kind of keep us going. So all that'll be good. Guys, we appreciate you guys listening. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Check us out on Apple, Google Podcasts, also Spotify. Tell a friend. We're trying to grow this thing as much as we can. And then we'll see you guys back here in two weeks. So thank you for listening to the Sideline Speaks. For Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next time. Have a happiest. Your inside never had it so good sports radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.